Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this week's episode of Ask Amy. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest today is Colonel Dave Lewis. Thank you so much for coming in. The reason that I invited you here today is because we um, just produced a story on KPRC and shared the story of a veteran in our area, 91 years old, who a whole lot of people, when I posted a simple picture on Facebook and said, we think he's got a water leak, can anybody help? We were overwhelmed with the people who stepped forward, and your department was one of them. And I was like, how have I never heard of the Harris Mm -hmm. County Veteran Services Department before? What do you guys do? Where have you been hiding? <laughs> well, we've been hiding in plain sight for a little while. Uh, Harris County established a veteran service office shortly after World War II. A little while ago. A little while ago. <laughs> and primary focus uh, by Texas statute is claims and benefits. So uh, we've been doing claims and benefits. We still do. Uh, and then in 2019, our commissioner's court, with a lot of foresight, said we need to do some other things in addition to just doing benefits. Um, and so uh, they sent me a report, asked me to review it, uh, offered me a, a opportunity to apply, mm-hmm. and we came here. And we've expanded our office really significantly uh, since uh, 2019. We we started in 2020 with a whole new vision and a and a much larger mission. So really, you kind of started during almost the COVID era. Two months prior, and uh, COVID hit, and a uh, lot of need. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, we figured out a way to do things remotely, mm-hmm. including hiring people remotely and building out our team remotely. We figured out how to do claims and benefits um, submissions remotely with some great software that my claims team lead identified for us. And so we've been doing that for a while. Um, and then uh, we really expanded our services during COVID uh, and post-COVID Uh a lot of challenges going on, so a lot of things that we do now in the community. Yeah, so, I mean, tell us why um, most veterans reach out to you. I mean, is it is is it predominantly, I need help with health care, or what is it that you guys can do? So so let me talk about how we're organized. Two, two of the uh, mission uh, places that we have uh, include uh, services that veterans might ask for. So that's claims and benefits advocacy. Mm-hmm. So we will help somebody file a claim. We're accredited by the Texas Veterans Commission. We've got six uh, accredited claims officers. We'll help them file their claims, advise them on their benefits, for example, a VA home loan uh-huh. or burial benefits or education benefits or compensation and, and pension benefits. The other thing we have is a great grant from the Texas Veterans Commission Mm -hmm. that we were able to utilize uh, for this particular veteran in need um, that allows us to do some one-time emergency financial assistance Uh for veterans. We focus on rent, utilities, and a little bit of car repairs, but people that are experiencing a one-time emergency can come to us. And then kind of our middle where we've really expanded is what I call a recon team, Mm -hmm. which is familiar to most veterans. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not to non-veterans, but what we do is we go out and we find veterans that are in need. Really? How do we find veterans in need? Well, we develop eyes and ears in the community. 
we call that our surveillance network. Think of a security camera on your building. Uh-huh. That's your surveillance network. Somebody's breaking into your home or your building. You dial 911 and ask, please roll uh-huh. a recon team or please roll the police. We've got yeah. something going on here. Well, we use the same philosophy. It's actually based on search and rescue philosophy. Somebody knows about a veteran that's struggling in the community. That's our eyes and ears. And then we roll teams to them. Mm-hmm. So we focus on first and foremost suicide prevention. Uh-huh. We focus on justice-involved veterans. About 2,700 veterans went through the Harris County Jail last year. 2,700, and that's just Harris County just Jail. Just Harris County Jail. And then we focus on homeless uh, veterans. Mm-hmm. And then any place where we can get veterans to services that they may need. Wow. Just in this particular story that, that led me to your organization, or your organization to me, um, it was amazing the reaction when you put hashtag veteran. I mean, I think that is what prompted so many people and individuals also, not just organizations, to say, well, we have to help this man. He's a veteran. We take care of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the, the classic things. We tend to be a little reticent about asking for help ourselves, mm-hmm. but we're really good at taking care of each other. So when somebody says, I've got a veteran in need, usually it's how can we help? We, we've got a team of people lined up to do that. And, and uh, we fill in the gaps in a yeah. lot of places. Um, that said, there are, you know, wait times at the VA and at, with anything, you know, you've got to screen people and make sure that they qualify for these things. So so tell us, it's really interesting, I think, that in Harris County, they're, they beefed up sort of this department and the service. Is it because we were seeing more veterans living in here? I mean, what's going on with, with the numbers of veterans in Harris County? So we, we know of at least 186,000 veterans that live in Harris County. Wow. That's 11% of Texas veterans. Um, and we think that number is probably closer to 200,000 when you add in student veterans that may not be counted the way the VA uh-huh. counts them. Or we have a lot of transient veterans working in the refinery business, things like that. So we can say comfortably, I think, 190,000 plus veterans. That's about 3.5% of Harris County population. So wow. we have a lot of veterans. We have a lot of needs. We have, uh, we've had some challenges uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we fill in the gaps. We're not trying to be the VA. We're not trying to be the sheriff's department. We're not trying. We're trying to fill in the gaps with what we call cultural competency, so that veterans can respond to other veterans and get them to the place they need to be. Right. So, yeah, as you described, you're sort of. You not sort of you are a department within Harris County, just like the sheriff's department or you know any just other. A lot smaller, but just <laughs> <like> it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so, a lot of your funding does come from Harris County. Absolutely, and and let me tell you, I got to take my hat off to the commissioner's court for having the vision to do this. We're doing things in Harris County that nobody in the country is doing or thought about yet, mm-hmm. and we've got a tremendously supportive court that allows us to go out and do that because again. I think some of the natural reaction is, well, that's the VA's job. Mm -hmm. And again, we're filling in gaps. One of the interesting statistics for what it's worth is only 29% of veterans that are eligible to use the VA for their health care actually use the VA. Why do you think that is? Well, a couple of things. One, um, there are some people that are just opposed to going to the VA. Mm -hmm. Um, We we try to understand and connect. There's the VA is a large bureaucracy. We get that. There are some people that have private insurance, and they say, I'd just rather not mess with it. But there's a lot of veterans in need that don't know where else to turn, and so they get funneled into the county mm-hmm. mental health or the county medical system, Harris Health or, or the Harris Center. Right. And, and for example, with the gentleman in, the, in our story, um, his niece who was trying to help him out was like, I, 
I don't even know, you know, I don't know the exact dates that he served, the, some of the forms that, that he needs to have but to sign up for these services. Et cetera, so. yeah, yeah, and they're like, I don't even know where to go to get that information. So we like to think of ourselves as a one-start shop. If you're not sure, give us a call. Mm-hmm. We'll get things started. If we've never heard of it before, we're going to be really interested too. But if we're a one-start shop rather than a one-stop shop, I can't solve everything. But my team will try to figure out where we can get started and get people pointed in the right direction. So in this case... A daughter that says, I'm not even sure where to start, we'll be glad to help. Yeah, okay, so we're going to take a quick break, but giving your phone number where people can start with you guys is a good place to end here, I You think. bet. Uh, 281-876-6600. Okay, all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the interesting things that you guys have really beefed up, um, and it's sad, but it's helping with suicide prevention. Absolutely. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. Thank you so much for joining myself and Colonel Dave Lewis here with the Harris County Veterans Services Department. So you are a veteran, obviously, and you said almost all of the people who work at the Veterans Services Department for Harris County are as well. Thank you for your service. Worth doing. Yeah, I mean, and so you guys are in a very unique, and ladies are in a very unique position to understand what veterans are going through or have gone through. Um, And one of the tough topics, but you said a large part of what you guys do is dealing with suicide prevention. Absolutely. In uh, Harris County, tragically, we lose a veteran to suicide roughly every six days. One every six days just in Harris County. Just in Harris County. And by the way, we're approaching Memorial Day, and that tends to be one of our largest spikes. And so um, we're approaching suicide prevention from a variety of different ways. But we were one of three Texas agencies to pick up a great grant from the VA called the Staff Sergeant Fox Suicide Prevention Grant. Uh We have that. That's allowed me to hire nine people uh, to be able to get out there and uh, get after some of these challenges that exist in our community. And what do you mean by that? I mean, what do are, what are the, the nine people who work with you do? So so, um, part of it is, is part of our media messaging team. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some really exciting campaigns we're going to roll out here, probably in the summertime here, um, around uh, two components of suicide prevention. But part of our model is that we go out and find. So find, assess, stabilize, treat, the first four steps of our model. And so I've got people that are out there finding veterans. Not I don't put them out on the street every day and say, go beat on doors and see who's struggling. Uh-huh. There's far too many veterans here to be able to do that. So we rely on eyes and ears in the community to be able to connect. And somebody that says, I think my loved one may be struggling, what are my options? Mm-hmm. Okay, We often hear... We beg them to go to the VA. They wouldn't do that. Well, again, we can connect them to a variety of other services out there. The VA is one mental health provider. There are a number of mental health providers in here. We utilize the Harris Center. We utilize the UT Health the Trauma and Resiliency Center. Mm-hmm. We utilize all of those assets to be able to get somebody to a place that they need to be. Um, because I had asked you before going into this, the um, rate among veterans who die by suicide compared to everyone else general population so what we see is harris county veterans make up three and a half percent of the population of harris county but they make up 11 percent of the suicides wow so we we see a significant rise nationally they say it's 130 percent higher rate of suicide typically this is by per hundred thousand people is the Mm -hmm. way the statisticians count it but uh, we've got a serious challenge right here in in harris county we have 11 percent of the veterans in texas Mm mm-hmm um, and so we, we're, we're challenged every day to be able to get out there. 
and I, I want to stress this point because sometimes I forget to talk about it. The vast majority of your veterans do great. They make great students. They make uh, great employees. They do all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're very passionate about this this segment that we deal with. But I want to make sure that uh, that people don't don't think I, I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom about. No, it. no. But but this is sort of you guys are trying to reach and help the people who need help that it sounds like are not always reaching out on their own. So we talked a little bit about the isolation piece mm-hmm. that veterans tend to isolate about one in 20 tend to isolate. But here's an interesting thing. There's a wonderful book out called Rethinking Suicide by Dr. Craig Bryan. It's a wonderful read if you're at all interested in this topic. But he points out by the CDC's number, we presumed that, you know, if you're if you're dying by suicide that uh, you have a mental health condition of some sort. Well, it mm-hmm. turns out only 46% of people that take their life have a mental health, a diagnosable mental health condition. Right. So we can't ignore this impulsivity piece yeah. of, of suicide. There is some impulse associated. You can think of it as two pieces, your will to mm-hmm. die and the means available to die. So your will to die may do this. Uh-huh. And the lethal means that may be there in Texas, the weapons are the are the preferred means, so if we can put time and distance between the lethal means, allow that will to subside a little bit, then we make we make a lot of headway. Mm-hmm. So we talk about, so you might say, well, what about this other 54%? So I, I talk about your trauma bucket, if you will. Okay. So if you joined the military because you had a tough childhood, we call those adverse childhood experiences or ACEs, so that filled up part of your bucket. Mm-hmm. Now we deploy you once, deploy you twice. Maybe you have some PTS, post-traumatic stress, things that occur with you. Maybe you experience some moral injury. Great topic. like to talk more about that. And so your bucket's filling up. Now uh-huh. we add something else, maybe military sexual trauma. You leave the military. You come home. You've got all the stresses of coming home. You've got relationship stresses. You've got uh, maybe financial stresses. The mm-hmm. jobs aren't exactly what you thought they were going to be. And you get a speeding ticket on the way home. Your bucket overflows. Yeah. So when your bucket overflows and everybody goes, well, what happened? We didn't, we missed the mental health condition. No, the bucket overflowed, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't the speeding ticket or it wasn't that last little piece. A lot of times it's a relationship issue that helps push that out. But understanding that that, so how do we deal with that bucket is the real, is the real trick. Right. And, and family or people around this veteran maybe recognizing some of these things with the bucket and what's so, going on. There you go. And so they'll see the stressors. Right. So the the because we're really good at putting masks on, mm-hmm. you know, you struggle with things in your military service. Then you put a mask on, you go to work. I'm good. And, and you we look all fine ask each at work. other. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm right. good. I'm good. Right. We're not good. Nobody ever right. really answers. Well, you want to know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. As a fighter pilot, I thought I could solve every problem on my own. Turns out there's a few things you can't solve on your own. <laughs> and I'm, I'm proud to identify that and say we reach out veteran to veteran. Mm-hmm. We build trust veteran to veteran. And then we do trust by extension. We say you may not have met this particular person, but, but, you know, I trust them. You can trust them. So right, and just as um, with anything else, when you guys are identifying sort of these veterans in need um, who may not be part of the whole suicide prevention arm or department that you guys are looking at um, in in suicide prevention, it could be families that reach out to you. Absolutely. In fact, we like that because fat families or close friends, sometimes your church or your inner circle may be the ones that can do a couple of things. Identify to the veteran, hey, maybe it's time for you to go out and get some help, but also identify in a very simple way, you know, maybe it's time we thought about storing your weapon for you. Temporarily, we're not Mm -hmm. talking about gun grabbing or anything crazy. Let's talk about separating 
the desire from the lethal means. Yeah. And so that's really important. Va- families are an absolute key link in this. When I mentioned that you um, you mentioned the stat about one in six or uh, every six, every days, six days in about Harris County, about sixty a year. Yep. So we lose a veteran yep. to suicide. Um, I said, oh, so you're looking at that from the Institute of Forensic Sciences, right? Um, so then you can also see like their age. Their, I mean, is there? We, we break down all the demographics because that helps us target our message again in a county, large county with a mm-hmm. large veteran population. We really want to target that so so we can look at all the demographics, location by zip code, um, age, everything else. And so we, we developed that, that model to help us target our message. Is there anything there? I mean, is it more likely to be veterans who are under 30 or is it you generally? You so know, we see a couple of trends, but the, the, the generic is uh, middle-aged, working, living in suburbs. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know some people may find that surprising but because that's anybody that that's anybody and so that's that part of isolating and and we got to go find them right all right i know whenever we invited you here it was that you reached out to us to help a gentleman um who might need anything any number of services he needed it all so we appreciate you reaching out when we come back we're going to talk about that and the way that you guys are able to work with some other veterans organizations or organizations that do serve veterans as part of their mission and sort of how you can all work together to to try to help the whole community we'll be right back Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. We are talking with Colonel Dave Lewis with this Harris County Veterans Services Department. So it's not just you guys, but you guys are a huge resource in Harris County that I'm learning about. But there were so many other smaller organizations, and these are mostly nonprofit organizations that have formed with donations and volunteers, maybe um, formed by veterans. Do you guys work with, I mean, can you talk a little bit about sort of the net of organizations across we our area? We do. Uh, yeah. And, it, and it's great. This is a resource rich envir- environment. I've come from resource deserts before. Where uh-huh. it's hard to find anybody. The biggest challenge we have here is making sure we're all coordinating and knowing about this. Organizations popped up I didn't even know about, uh-huh. but here they are. We all have this one thing in common, and that's an absolute passion for serving our fellow service members, our fellow warriors and be able to do that. And so there's a lot of great people with a lot of great hearts out there doing the things. Um, and uh, it, it's it's really heartwarming to see a community, a veteran community, come together and, and take care of somebody in need. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you guys came forward, you were able to do a few things for the gentleman in our um, story but Boots for Troops, some of the other organizations right. were just like, well, tell us what he needs. So some organizations are very specific, and this is what we do. We help build. We help renovate. We, you know, And then some are just like, well, if you tell us what he needs, then the people in our organization can try to make that happen. The trick is how do we coordinate all those things because we don't always know what everybody else does. And we can't – none of us can solve it on our, on our own. The VA can't solve all mm-hmm. these challenges on their own. So it takes a whole uh, cooperative, it takes um, a whole great team of organizations to be able to put together, to form coalitions, to be able to help that. So heartwarming to me to see, because we, we lost a lot of these uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, grant funding, donations, things like that. They atrophied, went away. It's heartwarming to see so many people stepping back up and doing great things. Right. And while there not, is not necessarily a one-stop shop sort of listing for all of these places where you could go for help. I'm making a list and we will put in our show notes, all the organizations and nonprofits also that reached out to us. Um, 
obviously including you guys. Can you give your phone number one more time? Yeah, it's 281-876-6600, or you can go to harrisvets.com, harrisvets.com, and get started. There are tons of information uh, there to be able to be able to work with it. Awesome. Yeah. Cause if you're watching this and you're not in front of a computer, just know that you can go in the show notes for this episode and find all of those links and phone numbers that you need. And, and again, if you're not sure where to start, uh-huh. I can't solve everything, but if you're not sure where to start, you can give us a call and we'll, we'll try to get you pointed in the right direction. Fantastic. That's very good to know. And so when we talked about um, claims and benefits, and we talked about only 29% of the veterans in Harris County actually use the VA for health care services. So, so two separate sides of the VA, and a uh-huh. lot of people don't understand this. Most veterans don't even necessarily understand it. There's a Veterans Health Administration. There's a Veterans Benefit Administration. Now, we're fortunate to have both here in, in, uh, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, but two separate sides. So claims and benefits, that's the, uh, the great organization that works your benefits, how you get access, how you get eligibility, how you do all that. If you're going to file a claim uh, mm-hmm. for compensation uh, for a service injury or something like that, that's who will uh, uh, decide that claim for you. And then there's the veterans health side where veterans that are eligible uh-huh. uh, can go get health care. And so, so it's important to understand that we connect to both sides. Mm-hmm. In fact, we, uh, we help people work their claims. We don't decide the claims. We help them get their paperwork together. We ask lots of questions. We file their paperwork for them. Uh-huh. And then it goes to the VA for a decision. And I think I just read this morning, uh, average decision time is about 102 days right now, which oh. is pretty good considering yeah. we just had this PACT Act thing popped up. Uh, so lots and lots of toxic exposure claims. So if you think that applies to us, give us a holler. Or there's plenty of other organizations around that do claims and benefits right. as well. So I said there's no one-stop shop, but you're like, no, we really are kind of the one-stop <laughs> well, shop. One's, I mean, it's a yeah. good starting point. Yeah, Absolutely. Good, great place to start. So. Okay. Um, we are just ahead of Memorial Day. It's just a few days away. And, you know, I am consumer reporter also. And so we usually say, hey, here's all the sales going on. It's the unofficial start of summer. There you go. Um, obviously has a much different meaning and should have a much different meaning to everyone in our country. So, so for us that have served, and for families that have served, and, and for many, many other Americans, it's a day that we set aside to remember those who've paid the ultimate sacrifice in service of their country. Um, and it, it's a real challenge. And so uh, while we all look forward to the start of summer and the, and, the, uh, and, the, and the parties and the barbecues and things like that, we tend to be a little more circumspect around mm-hmm. Memorial Day because we, we, we think a lot about those that have paid their life, which is also interesting because it raises this topic that we're trying really hard to raise awareness in Harris County about moral injury. Uh-huh. And, and people might not understand that term, but if you think about um, moral injury, so let me start with post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. We don't say the D word because we like to open the door a little bit. Post-traumatic stress is a normal reaction to abnormal circumstances. Left untreated can become a disorder. But the other side of that is moral injury. What if you're the perpetrator of violence? What if you witnessed violent acts? What mm-hmm. if you failed to prevent violent acts? What if you felt betrayed by your unit? We kind of tend to lump these things, and the characteristics tend to be guilt, shame, betrayal, but a little bit different than how we address post-traumatic stress. So we've been having a series of workshops in, uh, on September 28th mm-hmm. uh, of this year. We're going to have another workshop specifically aimed at family members to understand moral injury and understand how that might be different than post-traumatic stress. 
Uh, and that'll be on our calendar. Again, you can go to harrisvets.com. Uh-huh. We've got a calendar of events uh, that's there. My uh, PAO Henry does a great job of keeping all this stuff up. <laughs> and away we go. So please go there. Take a look at uh, what's happening. But mark your calendars for September 28th. I think it's going to be a great event where we kind of introduce this concept into the community. Is that online or do I need to RSVP to make sure there's room for I, me to show please, up? Please, uh, I think we're going to do an RSVP. It's going to be an in-person uh, okay. training. I, I'm sure we will have uh, ability to record it and replay it later on, but, right. but we're working hard to get the logistics together for that. Yeah, amazing. And also for this episode, that you can replay it anytime you want. You can find it at click2houston.com. We appreciate you coming in and appreciate your service. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. It's been a real honor for us to be here to tell our story of what we're doing. Again, my hat's off to the commissioner's court for all the great things they've done to enable us and let us connect to veterans, serve veterans in our community, and do the great things that they're all very deserving of. Thank you. If you need to reach out to the Harris County Veteran Services Department, you can find all of the contact information in the show notes for this show. Have a great day.